Hey everybody, welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. This is going to be a very special podcast because this one is going to be two parts, not like it normally is, but this one's special because as of today of this recording, I'm going to be going to see a very special sequel to a movie I thought I did a recording on for a podcast, but I guess I didn't back in uh, February of 2020. Before the world went to hell. But you know what? That's okay. I don't remember doing one at all for it. I do remember doing it, but I don't know what happened to it. Maybe the recording got lost in translation somewhere. Or maybe got re- like removed or something. I don't know exactly. But I wanted to talk about the 2020... Uh, you mean... I can't believe it's out. it's been out for two years. 2020 film, Sonic the Hedgehog. Why am I doing one about Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, the sequel is about to come out tonight. And I'm going to be seeing it tonight. And I'm telling you right now, I'm excited for the movie. I know I don't have any of his slippers or his shoes, but I have a t-shirt that is of him and whatnot, and I have a few other things that are Hedgehog-related today. So I'll be wearing all that to go see the premiere, but that's beside the fact. Let's talk about who is in this movie and who directed it. It was written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. It's based on the Sonic the Hedgehog game series by Sega. It was directed by Jeff Fowler. And stars James Marsden, Ben Schwartz, Tika Sumter, and Jim Carrey. Yes, Jim Carrey. And the music for the entirety of the film was all done by Mr. Junkie XL, also known as Tom Hulkenberg. And the movie basically has been in development hell for many years. But you know what? This movie was made in such a good way. That, like, it was made good and then... We saw the first trailer for it, and everyone else, including myself, kind of hated it. But we got it delayed to re- like, for three months to be re- like, redesigned, which was fine. But at the same time, a lot of things did happen after that issue. Like, I mean, a lot of the production team uh, got let go, I believe, at Marza Animation Planet or Blur Studio. I'm not too certain on which it was. I think it might have been Blur Studio that uh, lost a lot of their... It was... No, maybe it was... I can't remember who it was, but there was a few, there was one animation company that lost a lot of their um, workforce because they were laid off. But I feel bad about that. That's a different story altogether. But it was the sixth highest grossing film of 2020, and it received mixed reviews. But you know what? It is, at the time, the highest grossing video game adaptation of all time in North America. So this might be very, it might be very good. But anyway, on to the plot. On a distant planet, there's a little... Hedgehog, an anthropomorphic blue hedgehog named Sonic, who can run at supersonic speed. We all kind of know that he's on this weird planet that kind of looks like uh, the Green Hill Zone in the in the games and whatnot, or the Emerald uh, Hill Zone, whatever the starting level is. It kind of looks like that a little bit. And um, well, we just see him as a little kid being like just running around having fun. He runs into his uh, mother figure, Longclaw who he wanted to give her a flower and then they realize that there's a, a tribe of echidnas that want, are chasing him for his power. His guardian, Longclaw, like I mentioned, gives him a bag of rings that open portals to plants. Now, these portals in the games used to be for bonus levels and whatnot the first couple of games. Like, they'd give you a place where you'd start, like, collecting blue orbs to turn them red or what have you. you do that and get a chaos emerald or what have you. But he gives her, he gives him a bag of rings that open portals to other planets, and she uses one to send him to Earth while she stays behind to hold off the echidnas. I don't really know if uh, Longclaw passes or not, but we do see Sonic wanting to save her, and he's really upset that he couldn't, and he runs off. About ten years later or so, let's say Sonic at this age is maybe. I'm not gonna say he's a teenager, but he's probably maybe twelve or thirteen. I'm not too certain exactly, but he is a young kid still he's still just a kid he's enjoying his life in green hills montana which is meant to be a joke about the green hill zone and he's pretty much longing for friends he idolizes the donut lord the local sheriff tom Wachowski, and his uh vet wife maddie who he calls pretzel lady because well she does a lot of yoga and tom eats donuts and he's a cop so you can kind of see why he calls him the Donut Lord and the Pretzel Lady. But he basically is unaware that they are planning to um, 
moved to Green Hills, he kind of finds himself um, spending his time causing trouble for uh, Crazy Carl and watching movies that the Wachowskis are watching along with him in a sense without them knowing he's there. And he does it in a, in a funny way. And he also does a lot of goofy, like, like whatever things. Because he's kind of lonely. He's wanting friends. But he doesn't know how to make any because he's alone. He's, he's an alien, all right? He's an anthropomorphic alien hedgehog. How are you supposed to make... How are you supposed to have friends if you're that? You know what I mean? Like, you can't undo that in a sense. And I feel bad for him. I think many people do. But... He's finding, he um, is unaware that they're going to do that. Tom has been bored with the lack of action in Green Hills and accepts a position that he's just been offered at the San Francisco Police Department because he's been wanting to become a big city cop for a long time. He reminds me a little bit of Enos from the Dukes of Hazzard who does that in the third season. But Tom, I forgot to mention, is being played by James uh, James Marsden and the consumer is his wife, Maddie. And the voice of uh, good old Sonic is Ben Schwartz, whom I think was in DuckTales as well, in the newest version of DuckTales. But that's a different story. But, um, more or less, one night, Sonic kind of gets a little upset about his loneliness, and while playing baseball alone, triggers an, an EMP sort of pulse, electromagnetic pulse, that causes a major power outage across the northwest like, from Montana all the way up to Washington, and I think a little bit of Canada, too. But it looks like it does it for a good bit of it. doesn't go all the way down to California, but it does a good bit of the Pacific Northwest while running at high speeds. The USDOD reluctantly enlists the service of... Dr. Evo... Well, Dr. Robotnik, whom I don't believe... Is Dr. Evo Eggman Robotnik, played by... Dun, 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 Jim Carrey. What do we have for Johnny? Yes, he's played by Jim Carrey, who stole the show, I felt like, more than Sonic did. But you know what? At first, when I was watching this movie, like, when I first saw that they were making a movie, I'm like, I'm not going to go see it. I'm not going to go see it. And I see the trailer, I'm like, I'm definitely not going to see it. The second trailer was a little bit better, and I was like, okay, you got me. You got me. You got my money now, Paramount and Sega. You got my money now. You got me to get back into liking this hedgehog again. I'm sorry, but you got my money. Awesome, you know? So anyways, when he does all this, he freaks out. He's like, oh, jeez. He needs to leave Earth for the mushroom planet, but before he does that, he's like, he's got to escape, and he decides to run into Tom's garage, thinking he could be safe there to summon his ring to get into the mushroom planet, but Tom discovers him in his shed and accidentally shoots him with the tranquilizer dart and makes him drop his um, bag of rings into a portal that lands in the Transamerica Pyramid roof upon seeing the picture on of the set building on his shirt. Tom wake, finds Sonic is awake, he could talk, and hesitantly agrees to help him after they find themselves being kind of confronted by Dr. Robotnik. And Robotnik is very, very very antagonistic of like, towards Tom and it's you could tell he doesn't really care for Tom because he lives in Montana he lives in a like an area that's kind of whatever like in a rural area he doesn't really give a fuck about him which kind of you could tell he's just an asshole who loves his technology he loves his robots and whatnot he's in charge of the whole operation this that and the other thing and it's like who pissed you off buddy like seriously but at the end of the day it's um one of those things but as this recording I'm going to mention I'm not going to be releasing this podcast until Friday night so as this recording is happening it is on the Wednesday the 6th you will be hearing both parts of me doing this tonight in a sense but as you hear this it'll be on the friday so don't worry it won't be in any it won't spoil anything on the day of but again you all know this is a spoiler alert like you all know that i spoil the movie because i do mention it and i'm going to do three parts to this podcast i'm only doing the part one right now and then part two will be ready when i'm ready to do it and then i'll mention part three which will be after the movie but again let's get back to sonic one after that happens um 
Robotnik sees Sonic, screams, Tom hits him in the face, and they flee and take off while Robotnik gives chase with his assistant, whom I can't remember who plays him at all. His assistant, I'm trying to remember right now. Um, His assistant is played by... Stone by his assistant is Agent Stone, who's played by Lee Madub Majdub Majub. I'm not too certain how to pronounce his last name, but I'm also gonna mention there's a few other characters in this movie that I kind of forgot about, like um, already so far, like Wade Whipple, the dim-witted deputy sheriff. That's Tom's closest friend. He's very dim-witted. He doesn't have much at all. He's kind of like. Yes, where Tom is at one point in this movie, he's like, oh, and Tom does it in a sarcastic tone, he's like, he's in the Bahamas with Brianna, and it's like, what? And he doesn't understand it, it's, it, it's, it's funny, but anyways, I'm sorry for uh, getting off track. Anyways, Tom is declared falsely as a domestic terrorist by the two of Stone and Robotnik, and now the two, Sonic and Tom, kind of... While they're on this journey to San Francisco, start to slowly but surely bond. And it, it's kind of funny because Sonic has never really had a friend before. And he finds one in Tom, whom doesn't really want to help him. But he has to because he shot him. He just said, okay, I'm going to let you go. Go straight to the Pacific. Go straight to San Francisco on your own. Have fun. And Ben Schwartz does the best. Jim Carrey, uh, Lloyd Christmas impersonation. Where I'm cold, I'm wet, there's a fish on my head! It's just, it works. Just so much hilarity. I don't know how to describe it. But anyways, while he's doing this, they're bonding. Um, Sonic wants to go see the biggest rubber band ball in the world. Finds out that the museum is not like what it's not really that special or what have you. It, it's just funny how it happens, and he does all these ridiculous things while also dealing with the fact that he's a bit of a fugitive along with Tom. He mentions what he is to Tom, and he's like, "I'm Sonic," and he asks what he is. I'm a hedgehog. What do you expect? And it doesn't it doesn't really look like a hedgehog in a sense, and it's like kind of funny that way but again it's one of those things and it's just like he's an anthropomorphic hedgehog that we that the audience know who he is but he doesn't know what he is at all like Tom doesn't know and it's kind of funny in a sense because he thinks he's dealing with a drug uh, reaction or something but whatever moving on as this happens we find that Robotnik has a, a quill of Sonics, and while they're also chasing, or while he's also pursuing them, he also decides to use his truck that he has to kind of, um, what's it called? Take control of its power and try and figure it out, like, how to do everything for it. As he finds himself trying to gain power for it, he finds himself kind of, uh, screwing up his music playlist and everything else that he was doing in the scene which involves the, one of the best moments in the movie which I still think makes me laugh to this day where it is of um, Jim Carrey dancing to a psychedelic rock song by uh, Terry uh, Crew, no, was it? the Poppy Family and I'm trying to think Terry Jackson the Poppy Family that's it which is called It Grows, and it's just, the way it's done is just too funny for words for me. You also see his assistant offer him a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk, and then you also hear his reaction of, what do I feel like, an imbecile? Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them! And it's just, oh my god, I just, I miss Jim Carrey. I miss this because Jim Carrey was able to do He's absolutely goofiest, and it, just, it works so well, and I love it. I miss this. I miss this Jim Carrey. I don't know what happened to him as this variation of Jim Carrey, and I miss it. I miss this Jim Carrey. I'm sorry, but I miss it. He sees that his uh, like Sonic's quill, his from his spine, from his, his uh, spine, one of his spines, his quills, whatever you want to call him, 
little uh, Furbury quill has a limitless limitless amount of electrical energy and he wants to use Sonic well he wants to capture Sonic to use his power for his machines and as he's tracking them down Sonic and Tom find out what's going on actually and they say and they uh, realize oh Tom wants to leave Green Hills and Sonic's like why do you want to leave it's so nice there and Tom kind of explains to him I don't really like being here anymore Sonic I don't want to like be here anymore because I don't really have a whole lot of like I don't really do a whole lot I'm just kind of there and I'm just, I'm just the lead sheriff and I don't, I don't like this town anymore. I don't, I, I've been here for many years. I've grown up here and all this. There's been a Wudkowski family protecting this city for like, this town for however long. And it's just, I, I can't do it anymore, Sonic. I'm sorry. And, he, and Sonic gets a little upset as you would, cause he's feeling like he's being abandoned and he's like, no, I don't want you to go. I'll, you know what? I'm going to do something to help us because they see that Robotnik is tracking them. And it's just like... It's so goofy. It's just, it's just, just goofy. But at the same time, it's also one of those things that just, it's too funny for words, because it's also where you see something even more special, in my opinion, where you see Robotnik getting his ass beat in a sense by Sonic and Tom who are just driving around a little pickup truck and he's just he's so angry that he gets to the point where he's like ah give me a big fat break because he thinks like all this stuff that he's trying to do is all for naught now and it's just it's pissing him off more and more and more because he's just wondering how in the hell are they still able to do this shit and it's just, it's just funny to me that he's still trying and it's just not working out for him and it's funny and they get to a point where like they also i forgot to mention they do like as tom and sonic were bonding they also created a bucket list that tom helps complete for him with several entrances among their all their journey but as um sonic and tom fight off several of the mechanized drones Sonic sadly gets injured and knocked out from this one blast from one of the little drones sent by Robotnik amidst this battle. And he has to drive as quickly as he can to San Francisco to bring him to Maddie, who treats him at his sister's, at her sister's house, Rachel, whom I haven't really spoken a whole lot about, but she's kind of here a little bit, but she's not here a whole lot. She's played by Natasha Rothwell, and she's her older sister of Maddie, dislikes Tom and frequently encourages Maddie to leave him several times and she has a little daughter named Jojo who is the niece of Maddie and Tom who's played by Melody Nasifo Nieman and I gotta say Jojo is one of the sweetest characters I think in this in this movie and it's just so sweet of her for what she does honestly um when Sonic get, is able to take time to rest and wake up and recover properly, Tom and Maddie have to deal with what's going on. She says, I know you wanted to help people. I guess alien hedgehogs are technically people. Jojo give, like, uh, gives her a pair of red sneakers to replace his ruined old ones. And honestly, they are the iconic Sonic sneakers that we all know and love. And honestly, I cried. I cried a little bit because like, oh. I felt bad for Sonic a little bit because I was looking at his feet too, like his shoes and all that, but I was also kind of sad because of the fact that she does something so sweet for him because he's never had something like this before and it's just, it's sweet and it's just, it's difficult to, I, I didn't really cry cry, but I went aww when I first saw it in theaters back in February of 2020 and I gotta say I'm happy I saw this movie in 2020 before everything went to hell. And I gotta say, it was a funny movie. I will watch it again. I'm gonna keep on watching this movie again and again and again and again. I'm gonna get this movie on all the content later on when it's possible. Well, not this one, but the sequel. I'm gonna do the same thing with the sequel. I'm gonna get a copy of it on DVD and Blu-ray and everything else and digital and all that good stuff. That's beside the fact. But they basically, um, like, Joe, uh, not Joe, Joe, Maddie. Um, Tom and Sonic head to the Transamerica Pyramid Ring 
Oh, not ring. Uh, pyramid roof. And they are about to recover the rings as a robotic arrives on an attack hovercraft that's powered by the quill. In response, Sonic fights off the drones and uses the rings to send Tom and Maddie back to Green Hills to protect them because of all the what's going on. And he and Robotnik uses the quill power to match Sonic's speed and engages him in a chase across the world, which involves going to Paris, going to the Great Wall of China, the pyramids of Giza and Egypt. It's just... Holy crap! What are you doing, guys? But it's it's CGI for this part, I feel like. So it, it, it makes sense. It's, it's fine. It's not a big deal, but it's kind of funny to realize. And it's just like... Before Robotnik knocks Sonic out unconscious, Tom and the townsfolk intervene. And Tom even says that Sonic is his friend, causing Sonic to regain his strength with Tom's help. He and Sonic overpower and defeat Robotnik by banishing him to the Mushroom Planet with the, the Ring Portal. With his spiral, powerful spin dash attack, which... Uh, and then, following the incident, Maddie and Tom decide to say, you say, you know what, as much as you want to stay in, you want to go to San Francisco, Tom, I think maybe we should just stay in Green Hills. We can't go back to see, like, to San Francisco because everything happens overall. And they even say, we'll let Sonic live with them, too. The government agrees to hide Sonic's existence. Well, I think they agree to hide Sonic's existence from the government, but they also agreed of it, like, to hide his existence overall by erasing all of the... Evidence of the events, including records of Robotnik's existence, and we also realize it's been three months for him. He has shaved his hair and outgrown his mustache to where it looks just like how it does in the games and the comics. And Evo looks like he does properly, and I think he is now going to be Eggman in the in the second movie. I don't know if he's going to be still calling himself Robotnik or Eggman. I don't know, but. We also see that he's in possession of Sonic's quill and usable equipment is salvaged from the remains of his hovercraft. And he says he's going to be home by Christmas to exact revenge on Sonic. And as Sonic is thinking, oh, he's going to have to head back to his cave. He finds out that Maddie and Tom are letting him live up in the attic and have his own little man cave. In a sense, that he kind of had up in uh, the cave that he hid in for so long because he brought everything over and. It's just even more sweeter. And I mean, we also see a little scene of Maddie and... all oh, wrong. Rachel and Jojo with Jojo running around with Ozzy, Tom, and Maddie's dog. Just kind of hanging out there. And she's saying, gotta go fast, gotta go fast, gotta go fast, gotta go fast. That was pretty funny. But we also see uh, Rachel still tied up because she's the one that was freaking out and making, making a scene happen. But this is where the movie kind of ends a little bit. Not really, but we do kind of get uh, another ring out of nowhere. As the credits start to roll with a nice little artwork set up of like the game, like of a game, like almost like the levels are set up if the movie was set up as, as a video game, like how it do, does on the 2D side of things. And it, it made me tear up. It made me tear up, I admit. It made me tear up. And then we see another live action scam. Like, what the hell's going on now? What, is this a sequel bait thing? And lo and behold, it is. And we get to meet someone not very long, though, but we met, we get to meet Colleen O'Shaughnessy, who's voicing the anthropomorphic yellow-orange two-tailed fox. We all know his tails. We all know tails. Miles Prower, he's here. And I'm happy that they show up. Even though it is played by Colleen O'Shaughnessy, she's the only one that's... um who has been voicing the character since 2014 and is the only one to reprise the role from the video games for the movie, which, honestly, I'm not mad with that. I kind of wish the one that was meant to voice Sonic originally, the original voice actor for Sonic in the game so far, which would have been, um, at this moment in time, I think it's Roger Craig Smith. I'm okay with it being Ben Schwartz. I'm not mad. I mean, right, like, oh, wow, I think... I kind of misaged Sonic a little bit. Oh my goodness, he's actually 15. But I thought he was a little bit younger. I didn't want to say he was a teenager because he doesn't seem like a teenager in the movie. He's just a kid. But anyways, we see that they ring er, they emerge from a ring portal on Earth to search for Sonic. This looks like it's gonna be a bit of a sequel to the like. Well, it's gonna be in the sequel. But I don't know if it's going to start the sequel or not. It might show up halfway through the movie. I don't know. But I will mention this scene 
happening again, and we see them zoom off, and it's just like, <gasps> no way! I don't want to give this, and that's how it ends. We get the rest of the credits and all that. I don't want to give this movie a 10 out of 10. I don't want to do that. But I'm going to be fair and being a fan of Sonic, and I'm being honest, I'm, I'm not being blunt or being cri- critical. I'm going to give this movie a solid 7.5 out of 10. I don't know what the sequel's going to be like. I don't want to be biased. I, In my heart, it is a true 9, but to not be biased, I'm giving it a 7.5 as a movie reviewer, as a critic. I'm not the best critic in the world, but I thought I'd at least be uh, nice about it. And I can't wait for I can't wait for Sonic 2 tonight. I will be excited to see it. I wanted to at least share my love for Sonic today, and I thought, okay, this might be a good idea to do it this way now and tell you what I thought about it before I saw the movie tonight. And I will do a quick little interlude, as you will hear, where I will mention I'm on my way to the theater, yada yada yada, and then I'm gonna mention that this review will obviously have spoilers ahead and i will also mention that the age of miles per hour i believe is if they show he's eight years old wow he does not seem eight he seems a lot more not older but a little bit more older and his name is a pun on miles per hour so it's kind of funny he has a two-tailed fox yada 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 but again his original character design from 1992 will be as old as me later on this year. It, the, it technically Tails is going to be 30 this year, which I'm still surprised. And you know what? It's I'm glad that we get something on going on. I do know that we're also going to be getting introduced to Knuckles in this one, and it's just it's surprising that we are. But um, overall, it's just it's kind of crazy to hear it. That we're going to get him in this. And it's going to be nice to see the game. Overall, like, um... Whatever. It's going to be nice to just kind of see everything going on. But, at the same time, like I mentioned, I will be very happy to see Sonic 2. I will be seeing it later tonight. And you'll be hearing this recording on Friday evening. Or morning. Or afternoon. I don't know when. But until then, ladies and gentlemen... This is Scott signing out for now, just for now, part two and three will be on this podcast later, so I will not end transmission, I'm ending part one of the transmission, part two and three will be out later tonight, as a part of this recording, I mean, so until next, until later on folks, this is Scott signing out, and transmission number one. Hey everyone, welcome back to part two of this simple little series I'm about to do today. This is technically a three-parter, it feels like, but it's not just a double bill. I just wanted to say to anyone that's listening to this, you're all going to be aware that there will be spoilers for the movie Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which will be out in theaters on Friday, April 8th. I am seeing an early screening of it. I just want to at least mention to all of you that there will be spoilers ahead for this movie. So please, for all those that are listening today, as of this recording, you have been warned that there will be spoilers ahead. So please check it out in three, two, one. everyone welcome back it's time for part three the conclusion to this double bill review of sonic the hedgehog and sonic the hedgehog 2 i want to give a really big special thank you to cineplex cinemas langley for giving me a special treat of sorts to come here and see the movie even though i got an early ticket it wasn't really just for me it was a bunch of people as well but it was a fan event i got myself a nice little comic book and a poster which is kind of cool but i'm not really gonna worry about that i got some other things too in the process from the from a quick little bit of trivia but again not a big deal i'm uh 
not gonna go on about that. I'm going to tell you about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which came out today, technically. It came, technically it's out tomorrow, but again, it came out today. I just watched it. It is fan-freaking-tastic! It stars James Marsden, yet again. Ben Schwartz, Take a Sumpter. Natasha Rothwell, Adam Pally, Shamar Moore, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, Lee Maju, Madu, Majdub, I think his name is, Idris Elba, and of course, Jim Carrey. Now, I'm going to be spoiling a lot, so I'm hoping you guys are okay with that again. Basically, it's a couple years after the event, like after the events of the first one, which is fine. That's fine with me. I'm not a big, I don't really care how long it's been since the, first, the events of the first one. But basically, Sonic's kind of lived life comfortably. He's been being a bit of a goofball, but that's fine. That's, that's what he is. He's, a, he's just a kid, okay? I'm not mad at He's just a kid. Doing, he's just having fun, living like living life as a kid, what have you, whatever. So anyways, he's living life. He's uh, shadowing as Blue Justice out in the wild, away from folks. And, um, well, he's also doing something really cool because of the fact that he's pretending to be a superhero. But at the same time, Tom and Maddie are a little worried about him and want him to kind of not grow up too fast and let him become the hero that he needs to be when the time is right. Meanwhile, back on the mushroom planet that we last saw Robotnik, he's been trying to make coffee out of mushrooms, of all things. Holy crap! What are you doing, buddy? Uh, looks like Jim Carrey playing Robotnik has kind of lost it a whole heck of a lot. He is not doing very well, it seems, on this planet. He is struggling. He is struggling a lot. But he is trying to find his way out. He finds himself getting a way out back to Earth through the help of Idris Elba being, being the role of Knuckles. Knuckles and him find a way to help him kind of get out of the situation that he is in and they find themselves going to Earth to find the Master Emerald. All while this is happening, Sonic and Tom go on a fishing trip and he says, you're just a kid, Sonic. Take it easy on yourself. Don't try and grow up too fast and be the big hero. You won't ever need to be the big hero right away. What you could do is let your, let the hero moment come to you. Don't try to come to it. More or less is what he says. And the way he says it, it's such a nice, sweet way. Like, he says it in such a nice way. He's like, come on, man. Don't be like that to yourself, you know? You're just a kid, you know? Like, he does it like that. But anyways, as um, he's fighting crime, like, Tom remind, like, reminds him to be patient and whatnot. His powers will be needed. He uh, uses a ring. Like, Sonic uses a ring to help him and Maddie go to Hawaii to... For Rachel, Maddie's sister's wedding. So this leaves Sonic alone at the house with Max. Well, not Max. Ozzy, I meant to say. Not Max. I don't know where Max came from, but Ozzy, the pet dog. So while that's happening, Dr. Robotnik interrupts Sonic's fun with the help of Knuckles, who helped him escape his exile. Knuckles attacks Sonic and demands the location of the Master Emerald, desiring to honor the legacy of his extinct tribe and restore balance to the universe. Meanwhile, before this even happens, we get to meet the cutest little buddy ever. My, not my favorite character, but an absolute favorite of mine, Miles Prower, also known as Tails, the two-tailed fox. He's such a cutie. I, I, I still love Sonic. I love, I love all three—Knuckles, Tails, and, and Sonic equally so to know that they have come like that they're all in this movie together it's kind of nice to have it's kind of fun it's cool and uh kind of nice you know at the same time he helps sonic escape the fighting and tails reveals he's been watching sonic with his self-invented gadgets since the emp that uh he sparked and witnessed his bravery against Robotnik and battling him and he learns that Knuckles was after Sonic so he tries to come back and more like tries to get there quick enough and warn him and he convinces Tails to reach and Tails helps him like he convinces like Sonic convinces Tails 
to help find the Master Emerald before Knuckles and Robotnik. While Robotnik also, uh, offers Knuckles to help him in his search and reunites with his favorite assistant, whom he had in a rock formation. Which was the weirdest thing in the last part of the movie, in the last part of the first movie, but it works now because he's actually still on this planet trying to escape. And he's thinking, oh, I'll just keep doing this. And I'm gonna get some rock connoisseurs going. <laughs> Shit like that. And it's just, it's goofy. It's a movie. It's meant to be goofy. It's funny, goofy. But it's just whatever. But. Sonic and Tails follow some clues on an old map that Longclaw gave him that take them to Siberia where they find a compass that's within an old temple that, um, that they both uh, find out. It's like, oh, this is where it is. They get themselves into a little bit of um, a little bit of a tricky situation that involves them kind of uh, finding themselves kind of... St- stuck in a like an area where they got to do a dance off it looks like and the way they do the dance off is just so ridiculous they have one of my least favorite songs from the modern era be used uptown funk by bruno mars i have nothing against bruno mars but this song was just not for me i'm sorry but it was not i didn't enjoy listening to it i'm just like oh are you kidding me now guys but at the same time it was whatever it was a good moment in the movie I gotta say, I'm happy I saw it overall. But, anyways, it looks like they find an old temple. Robotnik and Knuckles arrive, having tracked them, and pursue Sonic and Tails down a mountain. As an avalanche has started, Tails gets knocked out and almost killed, but Sonic saves him. And they need a... They, Call, like Sonic actually, along with his own comments and tales, asks Tom to help him get the get a ring to use to launch them back home. Funny story. He repl- he pulled a trick on JoJo and he used the wrong and he used the and he changed the wrong ring around. So he did a little bit of accidental switcheroo and now. Sonic and Tails are in a little bit of a trouble. So they try again with the proper ring and then they find out that um, as soon as they arrive and try to send um, back at the wedding, the wedding goers are secretly undercover agents of the newly established Guardian Units of Nations, also known as Gun, that then captured Tails and Sonic and also Tom. And if I'm honest, this was where the movie kind of got into some weird and really ridiculous territory. I know of Gun. They're a bit of a mainstay in the series of the games, which is fine. I'm not a big... I don't really have a big issue with Gun, but I know they're very prominent in some of the later games, like let's say in uh, Shadow of the Hedgehog and whatnot. They are a major part of that game overall. And they are kind of a part of the whole series overall in a way where it's just like, ah, geez, you know? Like they kind of... They think that t- like that Sonic and everyone are enemies of the government and whatnot when they've actually been able to help save the world a numerous amount of time. And it's just, it's an absolute mess and a half. But they deal with this thing going on. And they say, oh, you guys are this, you're that. And you're not really the best kind of people that we need on this right now. You guys got to stay away from this. Sonic and Tails are just like jailed for a little bit, same with Tom. And they're all in this one location being jailed momentarily. And when they're being jailed, more or less, they uh, find themselves stuck. But Maddie, as well as her sister, Rachel, actually come to their assistance in a good way because they decide to say, you know what? Since I found out that my fiance was a liar and whatnot to me, I'm going to use this against him to then get back at him as well as his partners in this government agency that is known as the Guardian Units of Nations, which I'm not going to really call them that. I'm just going to call them the Guardian Nations Unit, also known as GNU, not GUN. I'm just going to call them that instead of the Guardian Guardian Unit of Nations because that's just a little, like, that just doesn't sound very well to me. That's a law. That's a a mouthful. Anyways, it's GUN. I can just call them GUN. 
gun agency, whatever. Maddie and Rachel's rescue Sonic, Tails, and Tom from the, the custody while Robotnik and Knuckles find an underwater temple that is containing the master and will just off the island of Oahu on a little, I don't know what you want to call it, not even an archipelago or an atoll. It's just kind of like a small little island that they find it on. And then they go into the temple where it is all hidden and then they decide to use this. Once they contain the, like once the temple is awakened and alerting Sonic and the rest of Gun through Robotnik's threat, Sonic feels upset and hurt because Tails has been injured and it's his fault. He decides to go alone and engages in combat again with Knuckles. But Robotnik steals the emerald and leaves Knuckles to die with Sonic in the collapsing temple. However, here's where the part really becomes fun because Knuckles could have died on his own, but Sonic decides to rescue him and say, you know what, you're not going to die, I'm going to help you. And then Knuckles, being the person that he is, he's been trained to kill the last of the guardians of this Master Emerald, namely the, the owls, more or less, like Wonkwala's tribe, because all of Knuckles' tribe has been killed originally. He thinks that Sonic is evil and wants to use whatever he's been taught to kill Sonic, but he sees that Sonic is not such a bad guy. He wants to help him just as much. And I like that about him. Like, he actually starts to like, understand that Sonic's not a bad guy, nor is Tails. They all decide to come together because Robotnik has betrayed Knuckles. Now, as this happens, they agree to work together and defeat him, and... Tails comes and rescues them both with their biplane that they have recovered, which I believe is technically the tornado. We don't really get a true answer about it on what it is exactly, but I have a suspicion that it is going to be seen again in the in another film if they do decide to make another one, and that will be the tornado, which is Tails' signature biplane, which is kind of nice to see. I got to see something kind of cool again because I got to see Tails flying his plane which is kind of seen a lot in the games but in the movie it's not really nicknamed that yet because they haven't had the chance to do so I guess but anyways enough about that back in Green Hills an emerald enhanced Robotnik destroys all of Gun's forces and creates a giant mech resembling himself Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles work together to fight this mech and reclaim the master emerald but while they decide to do so, uh, more or less, they f figure out a plan on how to do it and realize that Sonic's fast, Tails has all the gadgets, and Knuckles is brute strength. And we can, they can work together to form a almost like a Sonic Heroes sort of thing, which is kind of what they did with the game. Sonic Heroes, where all three of them are working together to defeat whomever. I can't remember if it's Robotnik or what have you, but it's whatever. Like, that's the thing. Anyways, back in Green Hills, this has happened. They fight to, re like, the fight, they fight the mech, but the relic is shattered. Tom and Maddie are rescuing Sonic, but Robotnik using the robot's backup power tries to crush them. Somehow, before they die, they were about to be killed, Sonic says, I love you to both Maddie and Tom. And you know what? This was such a sweet moment. This is a moment, where I almost, I, a moment where I almost teared up and cried again because I love these moments in the movie. This is where the Master Emerald has shattered and turned into the Chaos Emeralds that emerge from it and transform him into Super Sonic to save the couple as well as everything else. And while he's done this, he destroys the mech as Super Sonic. Crashing Robotnik in it still. With the crisis finished, he reverts back to normal after getting himself a few chili dogs and everyone else some. And um, he reverts back to normal and hands the Chaos Emeralds back to Knuckles, who restores it into the Master Emerald. And once the, and with the owls and the echidnas technically is extinct, they are like Sonic Tails and Knuckles decide to safeguard the Master Emerald together and move in with the with the Wachowskis. I don't know. How exactly they're gonna move in together? Maybe in the third one we'll see. Like if they, because I think there will be a sequel. I'm not too certain, but I think there will be a sequel. I do think if we do see one, 
we're probably going to see Tails moving into the shed or something like that. Having his own little like garage thing, fixing the tor- like fixing up and making the tornado be a, a thing. And Knuckles may just hang around wherever he might be hanging out in Sonic's old cave. I don't know. But I'm just figuring that's probably what's going to happen. And as they decide to play baseball, yes, baseball, they uh, find Knuckles kind of being a little too powerful for his own good. But that's okay. That's Knuckles for you, you know? He thinks he's doing pretty well with this game. And then they decide to say, let's go get ice cream instead of playing further. Because he lost the ball. But that's okay. That, that happens, you know? It's not a big deal. But they have some fun. They end it that way. But then, oh, here we go. Here comes the video game ending that we got in the first one. And I got to say, I love Jeff Fowler for this. Thank you very much for making this part of the movie happen again. You were, you were awesome with this. I love you, man. I'm glad that Neil H. Moritz and everyone else as producers also made this part happen as well because here's the real kicker. There's a small little mid-credit scene. This mid-credit scene is showing Gun searching for Robotnik's body in the midst of the remains and the, and the destroyed mech. Stone infiltrates their forces and an agent reveals to Commander Walters, the leader of Gun, that Gun has discovered a 50-year file named Project Shadow while a capsule of unknown location opens containing a black and red hedgehog if you know who it is ladies and gentlemen you are correct it is shadow the freaking hedgehog he is probably going to be revealed in the mini series that they decide to do with with hbo max or he might very well show up in the third movie i don't know what's gonna happen but i know as of this recording there has been an announcement for the said sequel not sequel but it said mini series involving knuckles so he might be the baddie in that i don't know i don't know what the future holds but that is how the movie ends and i gotta say everyone that worked on this movie thank you very much for making an amazing experience happen i absolutely loved this movie it was amazing i'm happy i saw it thank you very much again but i can't wait for the next one i think it's gonna happen I do know Sega of America and Paramount Pictures have confirmed that third film and a Knuckles spinoff are in development, and Idris Elba will reprise his role for Knuckles in the series, which is set to release on Paramount Plus, which I don't have access to, sadly, but that's okay. Anyways, my rating and review on Sonic 2, I'm going to tell you, oh boy, do I ever want to give this movie a 10 out of 10 to be the most biased motherfucker ever. I want to. In my heart, it's a solid 10. I absolutely loved it. I'm probably going to watch it a couple of times. Like, overall, before I change my rating on it. And maybe give it a Redux review. But I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10. No, no. This is a first-time view. I got to give it, as a human being, as a critic, not as a fan. I'm going in as a critic. I'm going, to, I'm going in as a fan, coming out a critic. There were points where I didn't enjoy a whole lot of the, the humor, but the music was really well done for uh, overall. Like Tom Hulkenberg, also known as Junkie XL, did the music for this one as well as the second, like, as well as the first one. It was very well done. I gotta say, um, the, there were parts I didn't like. There were parts when they had licensed music that kind of worked for what they were going for instead of making Sonic walk or dance to Gangsta's Paradise. We have him hanging out and having fun to How We Do It by Montel Jordan. We have him having fun to It's Tricky by Run DMC. We have Robotnik rocking out to Matera's Walk. We have all this fun stuff. I gotta say, this was amazing. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Now, again, there were some problems with it. I'm not being biased. I thought there were points in this movie that I'm just like, really? Like, I got, like, there was parts where I'm just like, man, this this is dumb. Like, there was a part in the movie that I didn't like with uh, Rachel, Maddie's uh, sister, getting revenge on her partner for lying to her. But at the same time, I didn't like how the commander 
from the last film is the leader of Gun and is the one that kind of uh, said, because you didn't go to Olive Garden, I have to arrest you all. Like, but then again, they did, like, they kind of lied about not seeing what happened to Sonic after the fact, which, okay, fine, not a big deal. That's okay to me. But anyways, nine point, it was an 8.5 out of 10 movie. It was an experience. Friend, hey, man, how's it going? It was an experience overall. I gotta say, I was happy to see it very early. I will definitely go back and watch it again, probably again in theaters sometime soon. I don't know when. I might just do it next week. Who knows what the future holds? But if I do do it next week, I will tell you all it will be an experience overall. Now, I'm not gonna tell you that it was like I'm telling you right now, as a fan, I loved it. It's an 8.5 out of 10. It's not a 10 out of 10. I may joke about movies being a 10 out of 10, but I gotta say, this was a very big improvement over the first one. When they make the third one, I might even say that's a 10 out of 10 as a fan, but as a critic, I can't give it a 10 out of 10. I feel like that's too easy for me. But again, this was a good experience. I loved it, it was fun. It was enjoyable, it was just everything I wanted it to be, so. I can't wait for the next review to come my way. There's been a few things going on. I didn't want to take an extended break or anything like that. There's been some family issues I wanted to take a break about, but you know what? I'm just gonna keep on rolling. The next review will probably not be out for a little bit. I don't know when it will happen, but I do know that the next review will be out very soon for everything. So if you all have been listening to these reviews, I hope you all have been enjoying them a lot. Share it with your friends. It, these will all be out on Friday as of this recording. I am recording this on the 6th. This will be out on the 8th. So if you are not really wanting to listen to these reviews because they are spoiler heavy, I am very sorry. You can always listen to the first half and then later on choose what you want to listen to. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Scott signing out. Dressed as a hedgehog, no less. Signing out yet again. End transmission this time around. I'll see you all very soon and transmission.